Welcome to today's online message from Long Eaton Oasis Christian Centre. We are a church at the heart of the community, with a heart for the community. And we're so glad that you've joined us. We hope that you'll be inspired and encouraged today. Please don't hesitate to contact us. If you want to find out more, you can visit our website, www.longeatonoasis.co.uk, or you can direct message us. The procession to proceed to pay respects past the Queen's coffin lying in state. So over five miles long in London. So that's that's quite incredible in the 21st century, uh, where we say that you know whether people are Republican or Royalist or don't know what they feel, there's something about wanting to be part of something greater than ourselves, uh, marking a respect and. Um, in an age where maybe people say deference has gone, there is something very powerful going on in our nation right now. And I would say rightly so, and maybe God is working by the power of his spirit in, a, in another way. But to a remarkable lady, a remarkable woman, our sovereign, Queen Elizabeth II, over 70 years, 70 years in itself being monarch, that is made the history books. It's a record and probably one well, none of us in our lifetime, nor our children, and maybe our grandchildren, will see changed for some time to come, perhaps. Maybe, if ever, I don't know. You can never say never, can you, in these things. But it's a remarkable achievement and uh, the type of service. And to be a public um, head of state who has a profound Christian faith and spoke about that in a, a right way is even more remarkable that we should be thinking about today and thanking God for her. But she has, a, has had and has, uh, as she's now, as the Archbishop of Canterbury said, may she rest in peace, but may she be raised in glory. That's amazing, isn't it? And he said that with great confidence because knowing that our monarch didn't just pay lip service, our deceased monarch, the lip service uh, to her faith, but... Um, had a profound and real faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. It's something to shout about, uh, as well as an amazing service and record-breaking ability and character. And um, so it is. You know, so there are three things that we're going to look at. Um, we're going to look at her faith. We're going to look at the foundation. And then thirdly, her force of character and sort of apply that to our own lives. You know, Elizabeth I said many things, but the Queen's speech, I don't know about what, you know, what, what, you know for you, but um, on Christmas Day, it said that the Queen's speech was the opportunity for the Queen to share her heart. She wasn't scripted with what was constitutionally required at different events. But on Christmas Day, when you heard the Queen share, it was obviously carefully constructed, but it would be her heart. It's what she wanted to share with the nation. And there are over 70 Queen's speeches, either recorded or on video with recording. And on many of them, and in particularly the last decade, she's been very open and honest and shared the inspiration of her faith in Jesus. In 2014, it should be, yeah, it's up on the screen there, she said, For me, the life of Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, whose birth we celebrate today, that would have been on Christmas Day, obviously, is an inspiration, an anchor in my life, a role model of reconciliation and forgiveness. He stretched out his hands in love and acceptance and 
healing. And she said many other things on numerous occasions. Uh, we wouldn't have the time here to show up every slide of everything that she said. But um, it was her opportunity, Christmas Day, to share her heartbeat. And such is a real sense of faith. And so that's the first thing that I want to say is Let's focus on her faith and, and the inspiration for our faith. You know, for a 21st century head of state to actually share and say that this is the centre of my heart and life and this is what makes me tick and this is inspiration and hope, to say that in the 21st century is quite remarkable. In our nation, we, we live in a, uh, a, a nation that is... Um, we would say that we are, we are a Christian nation, but in many ways, we, we are a, in that there's the state church, the institutional church, and the, state, the head of state, the monarch, is the head of the church. We understand that, but in many ways, secularism has crept into the mainstream of life in the, in the last, you know, in, during her lifetime. And for her to share as head of state in a constitutional monarchy, faith in Jesus Christ as being the hope and answer to life. She basically shares that you know, constantly. It's remarkable. And it's something as a Christian, I think, for us to, to really revel in today and to pay tribute to, to this remarkable woman, our queen, our sovereign. Whether you're Republican or Royalist or whatever you are, I don't know. You know, the queen served as sovereign of the, the, the nations and the, the Commonwealth, and which was the formerly British Empire, the, the, now the collection of nations together, and, um, but also gave her heart to the King of Kings. And this is the understanding that monarchs, this is a difficult thing in our 21st century to get our grip of, but the, the understanding is that the monarch, historically, going back over a thousand years, that's why people love this country. You know, we, I tell you what we do really well, in this country, uh, they say, is we do queues. We can queue really well. There's a five-mile queue in London. It's incredible, isn't it? We queue really well. I heard it, I heard it, it was that um, holidaymakers coming to London are actually turning up in, in thousands watching the queue. <laughs> Honestly, people are coming on holiday thinking, this is a, a sight to behold. Five-mile queue. It's incredible. And... Um, you know, uh, so, but there's something about, you know, the history. Of, people love the, 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 the history of our nation, the, the, the longevity of our nation. Over a thousand year sort of a, a, a monarchy, you know, the, the hall where she lies in state is over 900 years old. Goes back to Anglo-Saxon times, if you, if you like history. It's quite remarkable. And, uh, and, yet, and it goes back to this idea that kings, monarchs, they're put there by God. They're put there by God. And in 1952, when the, when the, when the queen, um, the coronation of the queen in the 50s, there's this understanding that she took to heart was, I'm put here by God to serve God and serve the nation. And uh, the queen who is sovereign serves the king of kings. Served the king of kings. You know, she wore upon her head priceless crown jewels. You know, the crown with all the crown jewels in it. Uh, I think the queen has, has um, joked about it being quite heavy. Uh, when, when asked, you know, about the crown, she said, well, it's quite heavy, you know. Uh, she was, she, uh, uh, you know, on camera, she's talking to someone that was asking her about the crown. And um, like, it's, 
like three or four pounds. It's like, you know, it's probably like having you know, a couple of bags of sugar on your head. It's, it's pretty heavy, but it's priceless with the jewels that are on there. And yet, in her, uh, in her um, devotional journal, uh, before she was crowned monarch, in her devotional journey, in her journey of devotion, before she was crowned monarch, going back to over 70 years, she was reminded by the then archbishop of the time that the crown that she was about to wear, which was priceless and carried with it all the authority of the sovereign of our nation, uh, Jesus her saviour, the king of kings, wore a heavier crown, a crown of thorns. She took that time. It's in her devotional journal. You can read all about that. I'm not making any of this stuff up. She wore a heavy crown and Jesus, her king, of, wore a, a, an even heavier crown of thorns that, that, that took away the sins of all the world. And so her faith that is central, sovereign of the nation and the commonwealth, and yet she gave heart and homage to the sovereign of all, her maker, the king of kings, and the lord of lords. You know, that's, it's, it's remarkable. During her lifetime, she probably met Billy Graham, they reckon, had a personal audience over 12 times, the late, great Billy Graham. And I can assure you that Billy Graham would have given great deference to the queen, but would have not put, you know, he would have pulled his punches, as it were. He would have shared his heart and faith. And the Queen obviously loved having audience with him, particularly in the early days, in the 1950s, when Billy Graham came to this nation. And the nation was really shaken by uh, an evangelistic crusade that swept the nation. It probably, uh, it's reported that the Queen, watched, I think it might have been, watching, watched it in black and white, on a black and white TV, uh, the actual crusades in London. Such was she taken by what was going on. Sovereign of all, but giving heart to the sovereign of all. You know, in Romans chapter 10, verse 9, faith at the very centre and heart of our monarch. In Romans 10, verse 9, we read these words. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. We've been singing about Lord of Lords this morning. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You know, is Jesus Christ your Lord? Is he your sovereign this morning? Do you given your, do you give your heart, your whole life, your soul to the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the sovereign of all the universe? The Queen did that. I don't know how, where, but, you know, it's on good authority. There is that heart. You know, I've heard it said, I remember Andrew's dad, um, Paul Day, great man of God himself. I remember him speaking in Sawley one day and saying, if he's not Lord of all, he's not Lord at all. If Jesus isn't Lord of all, he's not Lord at all. This morning for you and I, when we think of faith, the very heart and centre of our, our, our late monarch, I would say to you this morning, is he Lord? Is he Lord? I don't point fingers at any of you. I was saying over my own life, is Jesus Lord? And that means master, sovereign, of all, there is a danger in our Christian life, my Christian life, it can, I can slide, I can slip a little. There is a danger for us that we can let things slide and slip and it is partially at points at times when I need him. He's got to be Lord of all. Lord of my coming, my going, my heart. And this morning, 
If you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him to the dead, you shall be saved. Is he your master, your Lord, your sovereign, sovereign of all? And for you and I, there is that. Don't let it slip. As a believer, as a Christian, there might be a sense this morning, and, you know, please, you know, hear my heart, but I, I feel quite unshakable. There's challenges on our faith today. There's, this is, a, this is a, a big moment in, in history, and people are going to London because it's a moment of history. But get that. But there's, there's, there's challenges on our faith today. And if we don't watch it, you can, we can compromise or slide. And with compromise becomes a slide. We can slip and slide. And, we, and if we slip on all sorts of things, if we're not careful, I'm not talking about being dogmatic, standing on a soapbox, being judgmental, but having a heart that is full of love, love for God, love for the world, a passion for Jesus, saying, take my life, take my all. For some of us this morning, there may be a need to come and say, forgive me, God, I've let things slide. With my time and my heart, my talent, my treasure, my life. In the 21st century, in a, 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 a Britain that is under the challenge of secularism, it's not a time to slide, but it's a time to make him sovereign. It's a time to come back again and again, be at the centre, Jesus. It's quite remarkable, this, him being at the very centre of the Queen's life. But it brings me on to my second point, and it's this, that he was her foundation. You know, if, if, you, if, you, if you come with heart and soul and stir up your faith, then there's something about a fresh foundation. You know, and the uh, faith in Jesus Christ was a bedrock of her life and the monarchy for the, for the queen. It was a bedrock. You know, monarchs are appointed. They are subject and sustained by the king of kings and the lord of lords, by God. I think that's the way the queen looked at it. She was appointed by God. Monarchs are appointed by God. But they're subject to God and sustained by God. And she took that very seriously. That's why she did over, I mean, it's quite remarkable, over 70 years. You know, we live in a world where things go out of fashion quickly. Certain fashions, go, you know, certain technology, you know, iPads, it's the next, the latest, the greatest one. You know, uh, eras. Uh, she would have seen um, you know, monarch after, you know, monarch, uh, th th things change. And uh, there's something about, she made Jesus the very, the very bedrock of her life. In, in the oath that the, the monarch makes, and now Charles will do the same, is they will be defender of the faith, the Christian faith. Defender of the faith. There is this understanding of a, the faith being foundational. And that's foundational. It, it's, I know it's constitutional and it becomes sort of traditional. But what we're saying is it's foundational for the nation. That's remarkable. Something to shout about. It's, it's quite remarkable. It sort of makes us sort of think, really? What do you mean? Really? Because we don't, we don't talk about it like that. But the, the monarch is the defender of the faith. It's, it's fundamental in the, in the heart of the nation. You know, I would say this morning, please, you know, whatever you do, don't, don't leave the rock for sand. Jesus speaks about standing with your life on God, which, which is giving your life, hearing his word and doing something about it as rock. But if you hear God and don't do something with it, 
then it's like sand. And there is a danger of the slide. This is what I'm saying for this morning. Making God our foundation. Foundational. The central heart and point of our lives. Because if you don't, you exchange it for sand. Sand looks, you can build something initially, but it can get washed away. And in our nation, there's a lot. We've seen in the pandemic, it showed us there's a lot that gets washed away. And what then stands? What does stand? We're called to stand upon the rock who is Jesus Christ. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, we read these words. Seek first, says Jesus, the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given you as well. In our lives, in our jobs, in our desire, and in our concerns that we're going to have, perhaps, with the cost of living, and everything's rounded off with a crisis, whether it's an NHS crisis, a cost of living crisis, a health crisis, everything's a crisis, Everything's rounded off with that. But whatever we might face, it's going to be on the solid rock who is Christ. On the, we, sing a, we sing the hymn, on Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. Don't exchange the rock. Please, please don't exchange the rock for sand. Sand seems good. You know, we like to play in the sand. Or, well, maybe you do. I don't know. But, and it looks as if you can build but it gets washed away when the challenge comes. And this is a foundation, a foundation for our, you know, very, 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 very lives. It's a foundation for our very lives. And for you and I, we're reminded of that this morning. And finally, you know, we're reminded of our faith. And for you and I, faith, our faith in making Jesus Lord, of it being a foundation, making sure that we hear and obey and put Jesus at the very centre of our lives, what that was he's saying for your life and my life. And, and, and finally, her force of character. Her force of character. What I mean by that is her strength of character, her constancy. Uh, things that you're hearing people saying in the, in the line, in the queue, um, so it's being broadcast on television, on terrestrial TV, the BBC broadcasting this again and again, is the, how people's lives feel that they're touched by a person who's been around all their lives, on our banknotes, you know, on, the, on each letterbox. The Queen is almost like everywhere, subconsciously. Now you can see that. And been around. She's, she's, uh, and people are saying there's a sense of constancy, consistency. It's pervaded my life. And, and, and that's causing people to say, well, I don't know why I'm... You see them in London, young people. They're not all old people standing out. Consider myself in the... Not old, but in that beginning... Oh, I'm not old, no, by not, no means. But, but they're not all old people, are they? There's lots of young people crying. And they don't know why. Because there's something greater. There's a shared community. There's something about life. There's, there's, there's something greater than I. And people are sharing that. And, it's, and the, this person's been in my life over 70 years. And, and, and has seen monarchs come and go. Probably met someone like Eisenhower. Who's Eisenhower, you're saying? <laughs> you know, American president of the war years. <coughs> Churchill. People like this, you know, met every head of state that you can think of. Probably met 15 or, what is it, 15 or 15 British prime ministers. They've come and gone. It's been incredible. Her sort of, she's been around and uh, been consistent and constant. 
has met and said goodbye to a myriad of world leaders. This sense of strength, of character, of, of you know, coming on and, and doing a broadcast um, during the pandemic and says, you know, although we will, see, we will ultimately see our friends again, we will, we will get back to work again, life will get back again, we will laugh again. Sort of reminiscent of the war, the war years of we'll meet again, and there's this sort of constancy and consistency and strength and hope and character. There's a real sense of character and service and uh, uh, sacrifice that we see. This force of character, strength of character that we see in the life of this head of state, this monarch. You know, trends and eras have come and gone. There's been highs and lows, there's been well disasters. And the queen comes on telly, and you think, oh, there you go. So, and, and don't we will we'll get through this, the, na- the character of our nation. Let's trust God. God you know, Jesus is the hope of the world. It, it, it's when she comes on, you know, on, on, come on the telly, there's something of, of the strength and power of, of character that she's kept going, kept serving. I mean, look, at 96 years of age, probably the day or so before she would pass away, she meets the outgoing prime minister and greets the incoming British prime minister. I mean, that's called a good work ethic. And a day or so, maybe passed away or whatever it would be. There's this real strength of character. I say it for what it is, not because I'm a monarchist, but for what I see and the facts that are actually there and what a person. She adopted and stayed relevant and in touch with the life of what she would class as her people. Adopted the people, got in touch and stayed relevant. There's something for church about being with people, staying relevant and mixing and getting amongst the people of our age and this world, isn't there? You know, she sought to bring um, things like reconciliation. She did a visit to the Republic of Ireland, which is probably one of the first things a British monarch has ever done. Ireland becoming a republic. And you know, with, with Great Britain and Ireland, there has been historic bad blood. And uh, for anyone that knows their history, and uh, was incredibly received as she spoke in Gaelic, uh, visited the Irish war memorials, and had a real sense of humility, and didn't really, really apologise for. Um, Great Britain and what Britain had done to Ireland, but tried to bring about a sense of reconciliation with humility and heart. She met a man called Martin McGuinness at at one point in an Irish tour of the North, and Martin McGuinness was a former IRA commander who became, I think, was either the first or second minister of Northern Ireland and shook his hand. Now you might say, well, that's the right thing to do, but it was a guy called Lord Louis Mountbatten that was blown up in Northern Ireland on a boat, member of the royal family, many, many years ago. You, I don't know if you can remember that. I remember as a, 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 a young man, <laughs> that being on the news. And such was her sense of a, not only duty, but a desire to reconcile. It, it's, it's quite remarkable. Read, read it for yourself. It's quite remarkable what she did. Yes, out of duty, probably, but I would say greater, a greater sense of the desire to reconcile as Jesus reconciled and have great humility and a personal sense. That was family sacrifice, a dear member of her own family. You know, there is something powerful that the queen 
drew on her faith and the person of the Lord Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. Her force of character gets its strength, I believe, from the person of the Holy Spirit. The person and power of the Holy Spirit coursing in and through her life. I don't know what you think or how you feel, but that's what I believe. I think it's much more than duty. You know, 70 years, I, th- I think she had a very strong ethic of duty. I don't doubt that. But her faith and the power of the Holy Spirit in her life brings about a sense of her longevity and a desire to reconcile. And, you know, you and I today, there's that force of her character comes out of a strength of faith and the strength given by the person of the Holy Spirit. You know, it's the Holy Spirit that gives strength and sustains you and I. And it's not just lip service. We're a Pentecostal church. We believe in the person and power of the Holy Spirit. But, you know, it is the person of the Holy Spirit that sustains us and gives us strength. And that same Holy Spirit needs to be welcomed And we need to walk in the person of the Holy Spirit. Say, Holy Spirit, lead me. Take me. This is my life. I give you my life. May I know your strength and love and power sustain me. Some of us as Christians today need sustaining. Perhaps you're flagging in your strength. Maybe physically there's things going on. Mentally, maybe you're concerned. You've got anxieties and considerable worries that are going on. Maybe you're feeling your faith is at a, a, a turning point. Maybe you're feeling dried up in your faith. I don't know where you're at perhaps today. I know perhaps for some, but not everyone here. But strength and sustenance, sustaining power, comes from the person of the Holy Spirit. You would think as a Pentecostal church, we would say, yeah, we know that. But it's something to lay hold of again today. We see that in the life of the Queen, the late Queen Elizabeth II. And we need today to seriously live in the power of the Holy Spirit and in the love of God. May she rest in peace and rise in glory like we too will rise in glory one day. Let's pray. The worship team would come. That would be great. Thank you. And uh, we're going to conclude as we, we just embrace, thank God for our queen, but embrace her f- faith, that found, make it central, foundation, standing on the rock. And uh, the force or the, the force of strength of character comes from the strength of the Holy Spirit today. And let's embrace all that the Holy Spirit has for you and I. Maybe for you today, it's a, 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 not only a reflection and thanking God for someone of great inspiration like our queen, but maybe for you and I, there is a sense of saying, God, forgive me. You know, I have slid a little. I come back, but you might be the solid rock. Holy Spirit, I need you. Heavenly Father, Almighty God, we thank you today for um, Queen Elizabeth II. What a life and what a reign Uh, It's always in hindsight and the eulogies that will be coming forth and have come over these days of uh, state, mourning, and uh, people filing past and paying their respects. And then tomorrow, the state funeral of the Queen, as she's laid to rest and the family can then begin to pay their own personal respects and um, continue to live their lives. But we pray for our nation. We thank God for our Queen. We pray for King Charles that he may continue and with his profound faith that his mother had, may he have that saving faith in Jesus Christ. We also pray and know the power of your Holy Spirit in his heart and life. Oh God, we pray in the name of Jesus we ask. And may his mum's, his mother's influence and uh, 
life have a profound effect on Charles and the way he lives and conducts uh, his life as monarch in the days, weeks, months and years ahead. We pray for our nation, for those in authority, all the heads of state from around the world that will be at that funeral service and the Bible will be opened. We pray that faith will be pronounced. There will be reflections and honouring the Queen, but we ask that your word would go forth and heal and touch hearts in the name of Jesus. There'll be millions of people around the world watching, not just the ceremony and the pageantry, but we pray that the name of Jesus and faith may prevail and be pronounced and ushered forth. And for our nation, Father, there comes a restoration of spirit and heart, mind and soul in a secular world. We pray, Lord, with the power of your spirit will prevail touching those in authority think of all the governments and heads of state that will be gathered how amazing that you father would shake hearts inspire touch speak by the power of your spirit we pray in the name of Jesus we ask and now father we bring our lives before you restore O oh Lord the honour of your name in and through our hearts and lives. Oh, Holy Spirit, come with fire in my heart and life. May we be renewed today as a church, as individuals, as a nation. Some of us here this morning coming back to you, saying, restore your spirit in me, Father. May I be grounded on the rock of who you are, Jesus. If I've slid and let it slide, I come to you and say, forgive me, God. May you be at the centre of my heart and my life, my getting up, my lying down, my getting up and going out and coming and going forth. May you be at the very centre. Holy Spirit, come in power and empower us. I pray this morning you will sustain people whose hearts are flagging. You will heal bodies in this place. Renew hearts and minds that are worried, anxious and broken in the name of Jesus. And fill us with a fire, Lord, that our faith may be renewed in the name of Jesus and for your glory we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Let's stand together as we sing and declare. Thank God. God is good. Let's give our hearts afresh to Him. Let's embrace all that the Holy Spirit has for you and I today. In Jesus' name.